G'day, and welcome to Stick Together, Australia's only national radio program dedicated to union news, workers' stories, and discussion on social justice issues. Stick Together is produced in the Melbourne studios of 3CR and broadcast right around the country thanks to the Community Radio Network. My name's Matt Kunkel. Well, I'm not going to move from here until we get justice for the women, fair wages, um, and to get secure jobs for the casuals. The only time we get a result is when we stand and fight back. That's Hussain, an NUW delegate at one of three chemist warehouse sites taking indefinite strike action this week. On the show, we'll bring you the story of these workers trying to tackle Australia's largest pharmacy retailer. More from Hussain and others later, but first, some union news. Unions have launched their annual bid for a pay rise to minimum wage workers, calling for an increase of $43 per week to the full-time minimum wage. The ACTU has argued that the Fair Work Commission should lift the full-time wage to a level that would ensure no worker would need to take on a second job just in order to stay above the poverty line. The ACTU submission calls for an immediate increase of 6%, followed by another increase of 5.5% the year after. In previous years, the Fair Work Commission has admitted that its wage-setting decisions would still see many workers living in poverty. But if the Commission accepts the union submissions, by the end of 2020, all minimum wage employees across all industries will be entitled to incomes above the poverty line as it's defined by the OECD. Predictably, some employers' unions, like the Restaurant and Catering Association, have called for a complete wage freeze in their bids to the Commission. Others are calling for increases of 1.8% or less, amounts which would further reduce the real value of workers' incomes at a time when wage growth is already at historic lows. The Fair Work Commission will hand down its final decision in May. MUA members working for one of the world's largest stevedores, DP World, are set to begin industrial action on the 22nd of March. Dock workers from container terminals in Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne and Fremantle voted overwhelmingly in support of action in a ballot last week. The action is in response to the company seeking to strip away income protection insurance as part of the enterprise agreement negotiations. The union will commence the action with indefinite work bans on certain actions, but is promising increased pressure through rolling stoppages and strikes if their demands are not met. Workers of telecommunication giant Telstra took strike action last week. The 24-hour stoppage on Tuesday the 12th of March followed a protected action ballot in February, where more than 88% of workers voted to take the action. Negotiations between Telstra and the Communications Workers Union have stalled, and Telstra has now unilaterally walked away from the negotiation table. There are fears that they will now seek to terminate the existing agreement, which covers thousands of workers across the country. Despite making more than $3.5 billion in profit last financial year, Telstra are offering their staff just 1.5% per year for the next three years. This would represent a cut to the real value of workers' wages and further reduce their ability to pay bills and make ends meet. The CWU had initially called for low-level work bans, but Telstra informed its staff that it would dock them a whole day's pay if they took part. The union met the company's aggression by escalating its action to a full stoppage of work for the entire day. The union has promised further action unless Telstra returns to negotiations. The Hodgman Liberal government in Tasmania is seeking to reintroduce anti-protest laws that were struck down by the High Court in 2017. The laws seek to stifle political protest, particularly direct actions such as picketing and locking on. In a recent inquiry, academics from the University of New South Wales advised that the bill was still constitutionally deficient and would likely be successfully challenged again if passed in its current form. 
They argue that the laws are written in such a way that severely impinges upon the implied right to political communication, the very same reason they were struck down in 2017. Unions and environmental groups are fighting the laws. Unions argue that the laws would open up workers to prosecution if they stopped work on safety grounds or took any other action that did not fit within the strict guidelines of protected action. While the Tasmanian government has received legal advice about the validity of their actions, they are refusing to release it to the public. These laws follow similar moves by liberal governments in other states, desperate to silence dissent against their naked pro-business agendas. On Friday, the 15th of March, more than a million students around the world left primary and secondary schools and were joined on the streets by parents and other supporters, calling for urgent action on climate change. In Melbourne, more than 15,000 students and their supporters shut down the so-called Paris end of Collins Street before marching around the city and into Treasury Gardens. A wide range of unions endorsed the strike and sent contingents to march alongside the students. Sit Together was there. Can you, can you tell me what your name is and how old you are? Henry, I'm seven. And Henry, why are you at the climate strike today? Because the government is changing the climate and destroying our world. And what would you like the people in Canberra and the government to do? Stop making bad decisions and polluting the environment putting, and putting smoke into the air. That doesn't seem... our future. And what's your name? Polly. And Polly, how old are you? I'm nine. And, and Polly, what do you think the government should be doing? They should be protecting the environment. And Craig, um, from the Victorian Allied Health Professionals Association, there's lots of flags here from different unions. Why is it important for the unions to support the students today? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, climate change is a, a massive health issue for us and something that our members are dealing with right now and will be dealing with in a far more significant way in the future. But, you know, this is also something that it's important I do with my children. So my three kids are here with me today. Henry is the environment officer at school. You know, he stood for election. He's really proud of that. Polly uh, is, is standing up for climate change. And, you know, we've come as a family, but also as a union. And um, we're here for the future. I'm here with the Deputy President of the Victorian branch of the AEU, Justin Mullally. Justin, why is your union out here supporting the student strike today? Look, students have a fundamental right to have a powerful say about their future uh, and that in that sense their democratic right to express their opinion, their frustration, their disappointment about the inaction of our governments to tackle climate change is fundamental and there's nothing more powerful than expressing that on the streets of Melbourne as it is being expressed on the streets right across the world today. How does it make you feel looking out across this big crowd? There's lots of placards, there's lots of people, there's thousands of people here. How does it make you feel about the future of, um, of climate activism in Australia? Look, I'm incredibly proud of every student and every parent who supported their children coming out today. Uh, I've got no doubt that if this doesn't have a strong impact on our government and the way they think about climate change, then we'll see more activism uh, from these young people, which is absolutely fabulous. Why are you guys out marching today? Because uh, we just like really want to see the government take some action and just kind of like get off their butts and actually listen to us instead of just sitting around and saying like, oh no, like you're young and stupid, like you don't know anything. Uh, it'd be really nice to have them actually listen because we are like the future generations. Like in 20 years' times, like we're going to be the ones in charge, and like they're not going to be they're not going to be around to clean up the mess that they've made. Like 
we are. We're going to have to clean up their mess. So, yeah. There's a lot of people here today, and a lot of people here seem really angry. Are you angry about what's going on? Um, yeah, definitely, because like I've, the government just they don't like they're not listening, and it's really angering because like they know what the problem is and they have the power to fish to fix the problem, but they're just not doing anything about it. So like yeah, it is. It makes me really really angry. What's your name and what do you do? My name's Andrew Charles. I work at the Bureau of Meteorology as a researcher and I'm a CPSU delegate there. And I can see that you've got your son here today. What's your name? Alex. And Alex, how old are you? 10, turning 11 this year. And can you tell us why you're here today as both a parent and from someone from the Bureau of Meteorology? Well, look, I'm, I'm, I'm here today to support my son Alex and the other kids who are here. Um, the Bureau, we deal with extreme weather every day, you know, predictions, um, looking statistically to how climate change is getting worse and um, it's a real challenge for the kids so I'm really proud that uh, Alex and kids like him are stepping up today. And Alex you're sending a pretty strong message by walking out of school and coming on strike today. What's the message that you want the politicians in Canberra to hear? Well um, I think it was um, to stop climate change. And what do you think the government can do to stop that? Stop building coal mines. Right on, thanks very much. Um, my name is Molly Baker and I'm here to just join in the rally. And what about you? Uh, my name's Amy McCracken, I'm here to fight for my future. And what do you, how do you feel right now in the middle of all of these students? What does it make you feel? I just feel overwhelmed, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I agree. It's really incredible that so many people have came out today and I'm really lucky to be a part of this. So lots of people have been saying, why do it? Why march? It's not going to do anything. Do you, what do you say to those people? Just to show what, like, how powerful we are when we all come together and what we can accomplish. Yeah, I think it's really important to not give up hope, even though it seems a bit hopeless. I think it's really important that everyone comes out tonight and shows their support um, to save our planet. And if you could give one clear message to Scott Morrison and all the other politicians up in Canberra, what would it be? Uh, listen to your, your young people and actually stand up and do something about climate right now. Because if, if he avoids like the worry of climate change, it's just not going to end well. He just needs to listen. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Stick Together, workers' stories and union news. Broadcast around the country every week on the Community Radio Network. On Monday the 11th of March, hundreds of workers at Chemist Warehouse commenced industrial action at three sites across the country. In the early hours of the morning, warehouses in Melbourne's northern suburbs of Preston and Somerton and in the Brisbane suburb of Eagle Farm commenced indefinite strikes. Stick Together's Annie McLaughlin was outside the Preston warehouse where she caught up with Hussain, one of the NUW's delegates. The issue, the issue is uh, we are getting paid lower than the industry rate and uh, the casualisation. 80% of the workers in Chemist Warehouse are casuals. They get paid like uh, 
to work one day a week or two days a week and the company like just uh, continuously bringing labor hire workers here and it is not secure jobs so we fighting for secure jobs we fighting for um, a better wages because we getting paid under the industry wages at the moment and the industry standard wages there's another issue isn't there about gender violence oh yeah in chemist warehouse um, people that hold position then they can get away with what they do and there is like a couple of uh, sexual harassment um, incidents and in this shed and in other um, sheds as well and every time the victims they talk to the management uh, it is ongoing investigation um, and they don't hear anything about it and there's no result for the worker um, until uh, like uh, the NUW union get involved and uh, put it like uh, in VCAT after that, the company came to um, to alert that it's gonna go publicly, and after that they stop. You know, like um, it get, we get a result. Right. So the only time we get a result is when we stand and fight back. Now we're in Raglan Street in Preston. There's two two places in Victoria that are taking action today in Queensland. Yep. Um, the main shit like uh, it is uh, um, in Summerton. It uh, distribute all the products to the stores. That's on strike. And here, e-pharmacy that we do the online, we are in strike. And in Queensland, another shit is going to strike. Everyone is fed up because we getting paying, uh, paid lower than the standard wages in the industry. People in in pharmaceutical uh, warehousing get paid thirty dollars an hour. We get paid. $24.35. So it is a big difference. We are here to shape our future. We are here to shape our, you know, our family future. Not to get like uh, underpaid and the management not li uh, listening to us. We try to negotiate until the company enough is enough. There is a lot of uh, people with unsecured jobs in the shed, in all chemist warehouse sheds. They just work one day or two days and sometimes for hour a day. How can they live in this in these wages? It is not enough to, you know, it is not a secure job. So we, I am a permanent worker in, in chemist warehouse, but I I feel very sorry for the casuals because Centerlink send them here and, you know, the job agency, and they, they tell them it is a secure job. You're going to get, like, ongoing uh, um, shift. They start with the, like, ongoing shift, and after that decline, and when you say why it is decline, declining, they say a oh, lack of work, but every day they're inducting new people here, and you know, the new one replaced the old one. Um, the company tried like uh, um, to play with the negotiation, they are not being honest, because our EBA expired in December, and we approached management to tell the management that we want to negotiate, but they say oh, we are, um, doing our research, we are not ready, and after that it expire, and they wanted to make it in, you know, after the expiry date. Normally you negotiate before the expiry date. They don't want to pay us like because with the expiry date we have to get like um, our pay rises and you know everything suspended. Everything. So they say, ah, oh, we only give you 
um, the pay rise or what we agree on in the new enterprise agreement when we sign the new agreement. So we lose money, they don't care. So it is not our problem. They didn't want to negotiate. They're dragging it uh, too far. How many months now? Mm. So, so, yeah, how many months now? You know, from December yeah. until uh, now we are March. And they said, oh, when we sign the new agreement, you're going to get uh, like your pay rise. Yeah. For a couple of months, we're losing. So, so um, you, took, you went to the Fair Work Commission and uh, are now taking uh, protected action. Yep, we went to um, the, and get the ballot and we get the, the majority um, voting for industrial action. And uh, now we are standing here in indefinite strike until we get what we want. We are not gonna move from here until we get justice for the women's, fair wages, standard wages for uh, to match the industry wages, um, and to get secure jobs for the casuals. Um, now here we have uh, one truck trying to unload product where we have ban on unloading and unloading. So you're the uh, organiser for both Summerton and uh, Preston. Can you tell us, was it difficult to get people to uh, actually vote to go on this industrial action? Uh, no. Uh, these guys have been treated pretty poorly for a long, long time. It has taken three years for us to build up this much strength, but um, when it came down to it, after the, the vote was done, um, people realised that this was their time to, to be able to stand up and fight back against their companies. In the lead-up to the strike, the National Union of Workers staged protests at chemist warehouse stores. Dozens of women occupied one of the company's stores, and this audio comes courtesy of the NUW's Facebook page, recorded during this action. Important for members to take action because 
if we don't show action in a mass scale, things will never change. And that's the unfortunate reality for a lot of places around here that are ununionised with the um, growth of casual employment. Uh, the action we took here today was a massive front to show Chemist Warehouse um, that we're not going to put up with it and we have got those women's backs and we will support them every step of the way. A lot of women just passing us by, just showing us, you know, support and pumping their fists. You're listening to Stick Together, right around the country on the Community Radio Network. Heading back now to the picket lines where Sally McManus spoke to a large crowd of gathered workers in front of the Preston Warehouse. Hi everyone. Well, sometimes it's, uh, it comes upon you to stand up for what's right and what's just. And uh, this is what's happening here um, at Chemist Warehouse. I do understand that the families that own Chemist Warehouse are billionaires. I understand that. And I understand that part of the reason why they're billionaires is because of the hard, yeah! hard work of all of, the, all of the workers here at the warehouse. The fact that they uh, have people on labour hire, they have 150 workers on labour hire. Labour hire is the worst form of casualisation. It's absolutely the way that employers keep people weak, they keep people on a string, they keep people insecure, they keep their families stressed and it's outrageous that they depend to make their money, to make their uh, billions and to keep their living standards up by cutting our living standards. And so your um, fight here for three things. First of all, fair wages. The fact that your wages are where they are now, 25% below what the industry standard is, is unacceptable. It's unacceptable that you should earn a quarter less than the rest of people doing the same jobs you do. And of course, that won't happen unless you fight for it, which is what you're doing now. And secondly, secure jobs, jobs you can count on. As I said, it's unacceptable that we have a situation where employers can just bring people in on labour hire. Those labour hire workers have little rights. They can be undercut. They can be let go at any particular time. We need to make sure that we change the rules because this is part of the reason why we've got such low wages in our country because employers can use casual work and labour hire as a means of keeping wages low. And finally, the issue of sexual harassment and harassment in this place here is outrageous. And the fact that this employer refuses to take action against it says it all. It says absolutely it all. It means they are not treating you like human beings. They're not treating you with the dignity that you deserve as working people. Instead of taking action against the perpetrators and making this a safe site, well, what do they do to the labour hire workers? They keep moving them on to other sites. Now, that's unacceptable. And the fact that you're standing up against that and demanding the simple right for everyone to go to work, free of harassment, is an issue of fundamental justice. And it's an issue worth fighting for. So these three things, your wages, the 25% you deserve. Secondly, jobs you can count on. Getting rid of this uh, scourge of labour hire so that everyone gets the same job, same pay, fair conditions everyone should have, basic security. And finally, a harassment-free workplace. So the whole trade union movement stands beside you, stands beside you here and at the other two sites as well, because this is an example of corporate greed gone crazy and that we will be standing beside you in this fight. Thank you very much. Thank you.
That was Sally McManus speaking out the front of Chemist Warehouse's head office in Preston, Melbourne. We'll now end our story with Nigel, another one of the NUW's delegates. So you've got a permanent workforce that's been here for a while, but yeah. now they're undercutting that permanent workforce. Yes, he's around about 75% um, casuals now. and that, So every time a full-timer leaves, they don't replace them. And they have a turnover, the casuals, about every two months they'll turn over maybe 150 of them. And that, so there's always, you know, you're continuously teaching people. So at the moment, the people in there at the moment, they probably don't know what they're doing anyway. So that's, I'd say the company will be panicking and that a little bit. So we'll see what happens. What's actually happening in that warehouse? What do they do? Well, they do. It's all online. So like I say, what goes in doesn't come out. Um, most of it goes to China um, and then all domestic and all that. And that's so... Uh, so it's products... Yeah. In the warehouse, yeah. then there's orders are made, and then yeah. you guys have to send it out to all the different yep. places. That's right. And uh, Chemist Warehouse has something like 25% of the local market. Yep. Um, who owns them? Um, it's, a, it's owned by family. Um, I couldn't tell you who the owners' names are, but uh, yeah, they, they still think they're a family owned. They don't realise how big they are, and they just don't listen. You know, they just won't listen. They're just, yeah, tall poppy syndrome. You know, million dollar mansions and all that, no problem. But yeah, we'll give you everything, but they're going to give you nothing. In other words, yeah. Yeah, so how unionised is the site? Um, I think it's pretty unionised now. As you can see, we've got a lot of people here and we've got a lot of support and I think we're going to get a lot more today. And this is going to be 24 hours a day. So yeah, they're not going to, yeah, we're not going to give them an inch. And that goes for Somerton, that goes for Queensland. So, yeah, they better come to the table. Otherwise, we're just going to, yeah, it's going to be continuous. We'll finish this week's show on that defiant note. A big shout out to all the chemist warehouse workers taking action there all around the country. All strength to your arms. You can support the striking workers in Victoria by visiting them at 51 Philo Drive, Summerton, or at 44 Raglan Street, Preston. If you're in Queensland, you can show your solidarity by heading to 41 Trade Coast Drive, Eagle Farm. If you can't make it in person, you can always help support the Strike Fund by heading to chuffed.org and searching for Chemist Warehouse. This program is produced in the Melbourne studios of 3CR with generous financial assistance from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. It's heard right around the country thanks to the Community Radio Network and your local community radio station. You can do your bit to make sure workers' stories stay on the air by calling your local station and subscribing today. If you want to get in contact with the producers of this show, you can call us on 03 9419 8377 or email us at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com. You'll also find us on Facebook. Just search for Stick Together Program. You can stream the podcast of this and other episodes by heading to 3cr.org.au forward slash stick together or subscribing to us on iTunes. Finally, remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there's a union for you. I'm Matt Kunkel. Until next time, stick together. <laughs>